during the noon hour. Sheldon is perched on the cross arm of a telephone pole. The others are waiting below. Are you going to want a new insulator for that line, Sheldon? No, the insulator's all right. The line itself is just loosened a little. I'll get it in a minute. Needs a little tightening, is all. Nerves, and I pulled a dragon and brought him back. They both had blue cap cords. What's the cap cords got to do with it? 
Oh, I don't know. Only I just happened to remember that, though. I see. Well, look, suppose you tell me just what these two soldiers did from the time you picked them up on. Can you do that? Well, I didn't have up until late because my wife's been sick. She had an operation. Oh, I guess I need to take them. No, no, don't bother. Just tell me what the soldiers yeah. did if you yeah, well. well, they came up and asked me to take them to Lemon's Grove, you see. And I said, sure, boys, jump in and start it out. That's why one of them leaned over in the seat and began to ask questions about the car. I guess he'd never driven a car and wanted to learn, you see. And I told him I'd teach him for $5. I've had quite a few people want to learn, you know. I think everybody should learn to drive a car, don't yes, you? Yes, I do. Now, what did the soldiers do? Uh, well, this guy wanted to know all about the gear shift and stuff, and I answered his question for a while. But when we got to National City, uh, he told me to take a shortcut down the road, see? And I knew there wasn't a shortcut, and I got suspicious, and I stalled my motor. I stalled my motor, see? And I just pulled the shortcut and stalled. <laughs> he didn't catch on. I guess I put it some bus cars, all right. I think they'd have seen him for a joke, wouldn't you? Oh, yes. Then what happened? Well, I was scared. Oh, I was scared. I didn't let them know, sir. I didn't let them... I told them that I had engine trouble. I said, I guess we've got to go back, boys. And they didn't uh, say anything, so I turned around and come back. Well, uh, when we got within the city limits, they said they wanted to get out, and I said, oh, that's good, I'll take you right back where I picked up, or it's like anything you to know your friends what you don't get, they wouldn't hear of it, so I left them out the edge of the city. They said they'd take the streetcar and the rest of the way. Well, I was waiting, driving back downtown, because I had to go there anyway, but, heh, <laughs> I just got out. Uh, don't you think you could identify them as you saw them again? Well, you think that's the ones who did it? You're right, you know, and they're both young. They didn't look like they do anything like that. See, I was a little suspicious at the time, but I didn't think they'd kill nobody. If I thought that, you know what I'd done? I'd call the police. That's what. They were young. And they said, let's see, now they said they were from that 157th infantry. That's it. Oh, I've seen worse with them. Well, now, I'll wait just a minute, Mr. Register. Isn't there anything special you can remember about them? Well, let me see. Of course, I didn't see him much, you know, because in the back seat, only one of them, not just one of them, talked. he was the oldest one I changed. He said, oh, and low boys had awful low boys. So there's Matt. He knows McCray. You want to talk to him? I'll call him over to you. Yeah, yeah, call him. Hey, Matt! Matt! Come here! I, I don't think he knows anything about it. He's a pretty good friend of McCrary. Come here, Matt. Call Paul McCrary. I didn't think nobody would want to hurt him. Hello, Matt. Say, McCrary was killed last night. He said he checked his eyes. Tell him about how everybody liked him. McCrary killed? Well, I was just talking to him last night. Why, well, that's awful. You saw him last night? Well, yeah. We said they'd sign talk for a while. What sort of a car did McCrary drive? A Dodge. Dodge Turing car. Well, now, did you happen to see two soldiers around while you were there? Yeah. He came up and hired his car while I was talking to him. You know who did it? No, no. We're trying to find out. Well, tell me what these soldiers did. Well, like I said, we were standing there, and they came up and asked Frank how long it would take to drive over to Lemon Grove, and he said it would take about an hour and a half, and they said it'd be fine, and jump in the back seat and go down Fifth Street. Mm-hmm. But what time was that? Well, I'd been to the show. It was about 10 minutes. Yeah, just doesn't seem right not to have Paul Frank around no more. Uh, I'd like to leave my hands out. Just a moment. Do, uh, do either of you know if McCleary carried much money around with him? Well, I, oh, I don't think so. None of us carry much more, you know, and just enough to make changes and safe these times. You never know. I never carry anything but a few tools on him, a front seat. Frank used to carry a lap robe in his. I, I never do that. You know, I remember one minute, time. Did you say he carried a lap robe? Yeah. I remember. It was a bright colored one. Blue and red check. Oh, that may help. Now, look, Matt, do you think you could tell them if you saw them again? Oh, sure, I'll tell them in a minute. I've got to get members of faces. They were young, and both of them were dark. The older one, the one who did all the talking, had sharp features, and the young one had flat features. He was shorter. Mm-hmm. Remember anything else? Hey, listen, did the one who did the talking have a low voice, Matt? Low yeah, voice? that's right. He had a deep, deep voice. They must be the same one. I remember the voice. So, did they get, you, get out with you two? Yeah, only I got suspicious and turned around when I was out in National City. Gee. Yeah, and supposing I hadn't turned around, maybe McCrary would be talking to you, and I'd be laying out there with a hole in my head. A short time later, Myers and Kelly, who were heading east on the road where McCrary was found, called their office in San Diego. Learn what has been discovered there. Learn that the two men they are following are soldiers. One with an exceptionally low-pitched voice. That they are traveling in a dark shooting car, turn to the brightly colored lap robe. The six clues, they continue to find the road, take to the suspect. 
which leads to Imperial Valley. Pick up more bits of information. The foreman of the railroad construction gang reports that he has seen a dodge building car parked on the side of the road with two soldiers working on the motor. The men rush to the spot, find nothing but a few footprints and an oily rag. Realizing, however, that they're on the right track and that the men have lost time, they speak well central. Go to the sheriff of Imperial County, James Applefield, to request his cooperation. Tell us we followed these men from San Diego. We're sure we were on the right track. In fact, we found traces of them just a few miles outside of El Centro. But we're going to have to have help now. You see, there's so many places that might go from here that, well, it would be next to impossible for two men to accomplish anything. We know we're close to them because they had engine trouble. We've got to have help now. Well, I'll be glad to do all I can, boys. Now, if the men you're trailing are the murderers, they'll undoubtedly head for the Mexican border. Are you sure they're in uniform? Well, they've been identified as soldiers by everyone we've talked to. Well, in that case, they'll have a hard time getting into Arizona. Well, I think the logical place to look for them is along the border. I'll call Colexico and have the officers from there make all the border points. Sheriff, Mr. Price outside and wants to see you. All right, send them in. Yes, sir. Now, get that call in. Uh, can you think of any additional dope on those men? No, I think you have it all. Okay, I'll pass it along. Yes, sir. And get me the collective dope, please. Yes, sir. Hello, Price. I'll be right with you. Oh, there's no hurry. Hello, Johnson. Apple's still speaking. Oh, hello, John. Something I can do? Yes. Uh, I'd like to have you cover the border road for me and help me pick up some men, Johnson. Uh, here's a description. There are two of them, both in Army uniforms, 157th Infantry. Both dark. One has a very low-pitched voice. Huh? Yes. Yes, that's right. A low-pitched voice. Yeah, both young. They're driving a dark touring car. Uh, that's all we have on them. Keep our eyes open, sir. All right. We'd like to get them. They're killers. Uh, let me know as soon as anything develops. What's all this about, Sheriff? These men in the dodge. Uh, a couple of men who committed a murder in San Diego are in this vicinity. Did you think they were in a dodge killing car? Yeah, that's right. Why? Because I passed a car like that on my way into town just a few minutes ago, parked on the side of the road. <laughs> Up this bit of unexpected information, Captain Myers and Detective Kelly, led by Bright, are soon examining the car, which is a ruin. A brightly colored lap robe positively identifies it as belonging to McCrary. The spot where it is found is only a few hundred yards from the international border, which is unguarded at this point. But one conclusion is left. The fugitives have crossed the border into the Republic of Mexico. After a short conference, Myers and Kelly decide to continue after them personally. Hurried plans are made. And Deputy Sheriff Henry Gonzalez, well known along the border, is summoned. Gonzalez, you probably know better than we do what we're going to get into down there. Well, from now on, everything depends on luck. We may get help from the officials, and we may not. No matter what happens, we're going to do everything we can to get those men. See, I will do everything I can to help. <laughs> On the morning of January 11, 1918, the three men crossed the border, speed along the nearly impassable Mexican road. Suddenly, with no warning, their car comes to a stuttering halt, refuses to start again. Surrounded by an inquisitive group of natives, Myers at the wheel listens to the discouraging sound of a laboring stop. Looks like we're through with the car. Sure it is. I'll try it once more. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a 
Rocky's all through, I guess. Oh, pull him. Gonzales, see if anyone in this crowd has horses that we can buy. Please, I for that.
Now, Kelly, you go out to Camp Connie. Gather every single article you can find that belongs to either of these men and bring them in. Right. We've got a little more to work with now. Check up on the Army records, too. Three hours later, the officer returned. Well, how'd it go, Kelly? Oh, not so hot. They made a good job of it. They destroyed every bit of writing they had except these three cards. Read them until I find them. Here they are. They're so dirty you can hardly read them. What are their names? Well, William B. Griffin and Horace St. John Clark. St. John, huh? That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Clark enlisted at Parkdale, Colorado, and Griffin at Denver. Let me see those cards. Can you make anything out of them? Yeah, I made a name out of one of them, but you better check it and see that yeah, one. I see them. Gladys. Gladys Galbraith. Yes, that's it. Here's an address, 1900. 1900 South. 1900. Hey, what's this? Parkfield, Tire Porter. Parkfield, Tire. I've heard that before. Well, that doesn't mean a thing to me. Wait a minute, I've got it. I remember. It's a car line in Denver. Yeah, That's it. I didn't know that you ever been to Denver. Sure, I lived there for about three months. That's what it is, I'm sure of it. It must be an address there, too. Well, sure it is. I remember South Street now. Get me a clerk. I'll get a letter off the police in Denver and have them get a hold of this, Gladys Galbraith. The Denver police, on receipt of the letter, go to work at once. Detectives George E. and Henry J. Gentry are sent to the address. And an hour later, they have Gladys Galbraith in their office, or questioning her. Oh, Gladys? You know two soldiers named Griffin and Clark? Yeah, I know Bill Griffin. Why? You heard from him lately? No, I'm married now, and I don't want to have anything to do with him. I don't want to be bothered about him. Oh, well, uh, where is he now, you know? No, I don't know where he is, and what's more, I wouldn't tell you if I did. What do you think of that? Well, if you don't know where he is, you can't help it. That's right. Can I go now? Sure, you can go. Thanks. What's the idea, Ed? She knows more than she's telling. I know that. We're going to keep... All right, Don. Hey, what's the mail? She thinks we're through with her. She'll be natural. You know, she'll keep on doing the things she usually does. Oh, I get it. And I'm just the boy to do it. So long. Two days passed and nothing developed. But on the third day, Jenny intercepts a letter addressed to Gladys Galbraith. And after one glance at the signature, she bursts in on Eve. It's a letter from Grissom. Good. Let's have it. Hmm. Don't tell anyone I am here. My life wouldn't be worth a dime if you did. I am working at the John Smith Ranch, 12 miles from Fountain. Listen to this. Come to Fountain on Tuesday. We'll meet you there, and we'll have the ranch payroll. We'll go to Mexico. I'll meet you at the corner of 3rd and Mill Street. Well, Jeffrey... Something tells me you and I are due for a little trip to the corner of Third and Mill Street and Fountain. On the next day at 1.30, and Gentry are in the little town of Fountain, standing on the corner of Third and Mill Street. Nice, quiet little town, eh? Yeah. How are we supposed to pick out these guys when there isn't anybody on the street? 
Well, there's no danger of any false arrest. That's one thing. I don't look now, but I think our men are walking this way. He's looking around as if he's expecting something. Let's just slip around the corner here and see if they stop him. Featured article, 
long interviews and many interesting news stories. Make it a point to drive into an independent Rio Grande service station tomorrow and get police car performance in your own car. Please calling all cars. Attention, all cars. Cancellation broadcast 172. Regarding a murder and a robbery. Suspects in this case now in custody. That's all. Thank you.